Welcome to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, where we highlight and share the stories of African-American women who are 30 plus, child-free, wonderfully made, and living their best life. Remember, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. This is Dr. Angela L. Harris, your host. Come join me as we get comfortable and cozy with no bibs, no burps, no bottles. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode. I'm really excited. And I have a special guest that I'm speaking with today. She is over the phone and I wish she was here in person, but you you guys are gonna be um, really, really excited to hear what she has to share. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my guest. She has a background and experience in higher education where she has been working as a professional for the last 20 years at various colleges and universities. She currently lives in Frankfurt, Kentucky, and we actually met when we were working together in Ohio. My guest, oh my gosh, she has such a range of interests and passions, everything from event planning to writing, photography, and cooking. She is also interested in fitness and travel. Now, before I bring you my guest, I need to tell you a little bit more about her because I'm excited about this. She is the curator of About the Pretty Girl Company. And the Pretty Girl Company um, is a direct result of her passion for event planning and writing. She also has experiences as a poet and an editor, a freelance writer. She also dabbles in this and that in regards to desktop publishing. But I'm actually excited to tell you about her Facebook group called The Click. Now, if you are listening to, to this and you are over 40 and you like stimulating conversation, you need to join my guest Facebook group called The Click, and she will tell you a little bit more about it. So please help me welcome Kellia Tibbs. Hey, Kellia. Hey, Angela. How you doing? I'm Dr. good. Rob. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for taking this time to just sit with me and talk to our audience about what it means to be child-free. We're going to jump right into our questions because I'm excited to um, hear your story. So... As a 40-something African-American, child-free, fabulous woman, how would you describe your life currently, present day? How would you describe your life? Uh, as far as right now, 40-something, I don't know if I'm telling my age, I am 46 and single. Um, <laughs> That's right. Let them know. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so my life right now, yeah, as a single African-American woman who is child-free, um, it's pretty easy going. Uh, dating is a challenge, um, but I'm sure there's so many other women who have so many stories about that. It's, ch- it's a challenge, and it's also comical, and it's just also, you know, an adventure, um, as a lot of things are in life. Um, being in your 40s, it's certainly not like what our parents were in their 40s, what we thought of when they were in their 40s when we were young. Um, it's totally a different world right now. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like when we um, hit our 50s. But it's coming up real fast. Um, our 40s, yes. I think, have gone by very fast. Um, but I would say, um, I think being in your 40s is very unique, especially in 2020, um, because we have the thing that's different from when our parents were in their 40s. In the My parents were probably in their 40s in the 80s, maybe, um, when I was growing up. I would say the difference now is we do have the um, empowerment and we are allowed to explore lots of different types of careers 
multiple hustles and things like that. So if I want to be a poet, if I want to be a desktop publisher, if I want to make flyers, if I want to do a podcast, like anybody now could be a journalist, be a podcaster, anybody could be a writer, blogs, anybody can cook and post it so that other people can see. Back in the day, it was like, you know, only the people who were professionals, like Julia Child and the people from Food Network and things like that. Now, anybody can do it. And mm-hmm. so the, the thing about black women, especially in the 2020s, um, in our 40s, we can do just about anything um, that anybody else can do. We can do anything a man can do. And we sometimes can do it better. Yes. Um, and, so, <laughs> and then we can also support each other, um, especially if you don't have children. Um, you, it frees you up to do a lot of different things that you might not be able to do if you have children. Mm-hmm. So those are the plus, pluses. Um, and as I mentioned, I mean, some of the minuses are the dating situation, right? You know, sometimes for some people it's, it's good. Um, but for some of us, it's just a challenge. And so um, I think, I, and I think for me, that's one of the things that stands out the most, that's a challenge in your 40s, because men our age are, like, we're looking for permanent you know, relationships, and we're looking for what our parents or aunties or, you know, other people may have had mm-hmm. um, and uh, what other women may have had back in the day. Unfortunately, some of the men who are our exact age are not looking for the same things or they're not looking for it right now. And a lot of the men our age are waiting till they're 50 plus to then get married to a woman who's in their 30s, and then they're bypassing us. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that for us is a, I think, a big challenge for a lot of the black women I know who are single without children. Um, that's a challenge for us. And also, if you have waited to your 40s and you're not married, I mean, not saying that you have to be married um, to have children. There's lots of women who are making choices. And that's the plus, too. In our age, in the 2020s, we can make choices. So if you want to have a kid on your own, that is certainly your choice and up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of women are equipped financially to be able to do that. They have houses, you know, all the things that we're supposed to have, whether, you know, usually in a couple situation, a lot of women have it, you know, on their own. But if they want to do that, then they can do it, mm-hmm. definitely. And they can and they can just floss and do, you know, whatever they want to do. But if you are still in the traditional mindset of being a woman who would like to have children in the um, sanctity of of a marriage, Mm -hmm. then if you're 40-something, pushing 50, for some women, that is, you know, it's an option. But then for for a lot of women, it's not an option because, you know, you're you're getting older, your bodies are different than when you were in your 20s and 30s. There's a lot of health health risks. A lot of us are overweight Mm -hmm. um, and working on our fitness and all that. And so it's just a lot of things to consider that I don't think men sometimes think about mm-hmm. um, when they're when they're looking for a mate or when mm. they're waiting to find a mate. Um, so yeah, so those are you know the pluses and minuses of being in your forties um, and being child free. Wow, you you dropped so many great nuggets and culturally some of the things that African American women may have to encounter and deal with. My follow up question: You talked about dating. You gave some reasons why dating can be difficult, but can you share any experiences? What you feel comfortable sharing? Um, experiences being child free. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm, trying to think, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a situation where that was, I mean... Like, have you had any negative experiences? Like, I know you and I have talked about sometimes I've experienced someone saying, oh, you don't have any children and and what's wrong with you? So, you know, is it important to date someone who doesn't have children? How do you negotiate those things if that's important to you? Right. 
Yeah, when I was in my 20s, and I think over time it changed. When I was in my 20s, I had this whole thing in my head. And this is right before people started just having kids just like crazy. And it became a normal thing in, in society. Um, and again, women can do that on their own and they can choose to do that. Um, and we have all types of different types of families now. We have same-sex families. We have single parents who are fathers, single parents who are mothers. We've got all kinds of situations. We've got mixed-race families. we got everything now. However, back when I was in my 20s in the late 90s, we'll, we'll just put it on that, late 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s, um, yeah, I had it said in my head, I said, I've never dated a man who has kids because that just wasn't a thing to me to be okay with. And so as I grew older, when I got in my 30s, I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to get a guy. A little bit more flexible. But then I had parameters. But then I had parameters. I was like, the kid, and I still have these parameters for kids. The kid cannot, the children, the child cannot be under like three or five, really five, under five. Because to me, if a man um, has a child that's under five, that means you just kind of, to me, and I'm just assuming, I don't know the situation all the time. But to me, you're, you just got to have a relationship with that woman, whoever had the child for you and with you, or whoever you have a kid with. And that's a fresh, that's a pretty fresh relationship. The kid still needs to be taken care of and someone to babysit. Like, you can't leave that kid home by themselves. You or a babysitter or a relative or the baby's mother has to be involved, you know, in that kid's life at all times. Um at the age of five and under, and I, and I and I respect that. I don't have a problem with that. But when I'm meeting men out and about in clubs or wherever I'm at, and if they got kids that are under five, or even if they got, I've had men say they got like two year olds, and I'm like in my head, I'm like, why are you out? <laughs> why are you out? Should you be at home with your kid too? You know, I just I just feel like because I put myself in the shoes of that woman, mm. and I put myself maybe mm-hmm. in the shoes of the child, I'm like. You should probably be at home. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but that's just how my thinking. Now I do. I'm okay. I'm very much okay with men who have teenagers because that's my that's my age right. <laughs> I can do teenagers. I can do teenagers. I, I I work in college environment. I can do you know 15, 16 and up. Well, 13. I can do even 13 and up. Like 13 and up, um, because they're you know they're somewhat self-sufficient. They mm-hmm. still have to be parented. Mm-hmm. However, they got some self-sufficient things going on. They got sports. They got activities. They got all these things that they're doing, um, and they're moving towards hopefully college. And so I can help in that area. I have some expertise, and I actually have really good conversations with teenagers that I have met who are the children of guys that I've dated. You know, um, and even little kids that I've met that are uh, the children of guys that I've dated. So. Um, so yeah, okay. so I'm not. Uh, I, the older I get, I'm not. I know it's inevitable. It's very. I won't say inevitable because all men don't have children, but it's very rare nowadays to meet men that do not have kids. And and it's funny because when they ask women, um, if we have children, or why don't we have children? I think one that that's an icebreaker for them because they don't know what else to talk about a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Because they have kids and they're like, well, uh, if she doesn't have kids, I don't know what I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> so, and I get it, and I get it. That's a comfort thing for them. Um, but the other piece is when you, I, I ask men the same thing. Like, if they ask me if I got kids, mm-hmm. you know, I say no. But then I turn and flip it. I'm like, do you have kids? Because if you say yes, I'm the first question I'm asking, how old are they? Because then for me, that helps me make an assessment. But if they say no, I'm very shocked. 
I'm, and it's rare to meet men that do not have kids. And if they don't, I'm very shocked. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it goes both ways. It mm-hmm. goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm hearing in that, Kelly, is that um, society, people, men, women, fill in the blank, sometimes are, cho- are shocked um, about our narratives of being 40 plus and not having children. Are, and you're saying that you're shocked when you meet a man who's our age range and don't have children. So what assumptions do you, because we get assumptions, there are stereotypes, there are uh-huh. assumptions. What are the assumptions that you, that come to mind when a 40 plus man tells you that they don't have children? <laughs> well, um, you know, I don't know that I make assumptions. I'm actually happy <laughs> when I hear it because I'm like, phew, you know, like, like you don't have no kids. He's not bringing no drama up front. You know, not that I can see right away. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, unfortunately, you know, a lot of times the men that do have kids, it comes with drama. Because that'll be one of the first things they tell you about. Like, you know, my baby's, you know, mother or my child's mother is this, this, and that. Blah, blah. And you have nothing to go on other than what he's telling you mm-hmm. until you, until you, if you ever meet her. And so, um, so yeah, so, so if I meet a guy that doesn't have kids, that gives you other things to talk about. That gives you things to plan for, like if you are trying to date, you know, if that person is trying to date you and you're trying to date them, that gives you time to plan and get together and do things. You don't have to plan around a child's schedule mm-hmm. or anything like that. Because even when you have girlfriends who have kids, you got to plan around their schedule. And, you know, they they sometimes have to get a babysitter. And, like, with girls' trips, you got to plan so far in advance. <laughs> you know, six, seven months in advance, uh-huh. you're like, girl, get your, get your babysitter together. Uh-huh. You know, because we going out, you know. Yeah. And so, um, so it goes both ways, um, but I think um, when a man does not have kids, I'm somewhat shocked, but also, but I think the stereotypes or the assumptions are that certain women by a certain age should have children, whether they're married or not nowadays, mm-hmm. but even, you know, and I don't, I, I, I don't get why some men don't get that, or even some women, because women do it to each other. Yes. So I've had women. Yes ask me why I don't have children or like scrunch their nose up or do something, you know, like, Oh, you don't have kids. And I'm like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And, it's, and women do it to each other. And I, and I think it, women do it to each other for a different reason than men do it. But, um, but I think it goes both ways with the, people are always shocked that if you are 45 and over, and if you don't have children, then people just look at you weird. Like mm-hmm. something's wrong with you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Why do you and if and if you tell them you made a decision not to or you oh. chose not to, then that really they really don't get that. Like you, you chose not to have children. Yes, I chose not to. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah. again, dropping some really good nuggets. And so you talked about women do it to each other, and you sounded pretty passionate about that. Why do you think mm-hmm. we do that to each other? What What do you think that's about? Well, I think part of it is territorial or somewhat of a like a um like if I could do it and be a mother and have two three kids and 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 deal with life and go to work and own a house and do all this stuff then surely you can or something's wrong with you if you don't um and but I don't know and I really I think I think also just the same for the same reason that men ask women if they have kids it creates a comfort level women also because do the same thing because if you do have children you have something then in common that you could talk about or complain about. But if you don't have kids, and if you're that one single chick in a room full of hmm. mothers, yeah. you can't talk to them. Like, there's nothing I can say about your child other than if they're 
behaving badly, I can say something. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we'll point that out. Otherwise, there's nothing I can relate to or say to you, you know, in that conversation. And that happens a lot of times at work. That will happen. Like you'll be talking about something no- totally normal that's neutral that everybody can talk about. Then all of a sudden somebody will bring up kids, and then the whole conversation just went a whole another way. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna go to lunch. You know? <laughs> so I'll dip out you know, now. So, and I get and parents, I get it, but that also, I mean, you and I have talked about this too in work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're that single person and you can stay late or you can do an event because. Susie or somebody got to go home and get her kids or go to school or they got or they get to leave early because they got to go get their kids like that's a whole nother thing too mm-hmm. like I wish and I've said this several times on like Facebook and other things I know you know mothers that's a whole maternity leave and paternity leave all that stuff is a whole thing in itself and I do think that fathers and mothers should get time I, I remember I was talking to my mom a few months ago and she told me she took the whole and I didn't notice back in the 70s that they got a whole um whatever however long paternity leave or maternity leave is she took all of it mm. and it was like for several I feel like months and I was like dang I didn't know in the 70s they even had is that long but she said she took it and so I do believe women should take all of their maternity leave but I also feel like and people will argue about this, that people who are single should get some sort of, even if it's just mental health, extra mental health days, or I'm sick of y'all this week and I need to go, <laughs> I need to go take a break and not have to use my vacation. You know, mm. like, I don't know what to call it and take a break days. I have no idea what to call it, but I think they should explore giving people who are single that because pretty soon the single people I think are going to outnumber the uh, the parents in, in some workplaces, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some of us need a break. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. You make some you good know. points. So that's, yeah. but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm curious to know, Kelly, about your your earliest recollections of either wanting children or not wanting children. Yeah. So I think um, growing up, I saw you know I, I came from two parent households. I saw my parents married. They've been married, I'm going to shout them out again, uh, 60 years now, um, in 2019. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a long time. Um, and so I've always seen them married. I've always seen my aunts and uncles married. I've always seen, you know, other people in, you know, even if they weren't married, long-term, like cousins and, and people like that who were in long-term relationships. And so um, to, when I was younger, yes, I wanted that whole um, fantasy, if you will, of a family yeah, you know, I would pretend, yeah, everybody pretends with their baby dolls that they have babies. That's why they create baby dolls in the first place, <laughs> so that little girls can pretend that they have a baby. Mm. And so, yeah, that's planting that, the seed that early. Process. I thought by 20 something, I'd be married, I'd go to college, get married, all that. I had all of that laid out in my head. I had my wedding planned, it was done. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the older that I've got, like when I hit my 30s, I was like, okay, somebody better swoop me up real quick because uh, these birthday years are going to be going out of the window soon. And so the older I got, you know, I was like, okay. But then when I hit my, I hit 40, I was like, yeah, it's a wrap <laughs> at this point because <laughs> it's a wrap for a, for a man, any man that wants to have kids. I'm like, I'm done. I'm My birthday years are over in my head. I know women do it. I know women are, who are older who have kids. I have relatives and friends who've done it. 
Janet Jackson had a baby at 50. But my <laughs> name is not Janet Jackson. My name is Jackson if you're nasty. <laughs> and so, so I, and I don't have nannies and, and, and fitness professionals and other people to snatch, snatch me back. So that is not my choice. And so, um, yeah, about 40, I guess, I probably made the choice. to, And I was okay with it. I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't have kids. I'm okay with that. And I came to the conclusion again, I thought about, you know, a lot of the guys I'm going to meet are going to have kids. And I and I came in to the conclusion that I'm going to be a stepmom. A lot of guys I meet now also have grandchildren. And so I was, and a lot of friends I went to high school, you know, they have grandchildren now, which is crazy. But, you know, a lot of my friends' kids are in college now or they have grandkids and stuff like that. So I, I got over that hump. It took me a while, but I got over that hump and I said, you know what? Whatever way God blesses me to have children in my life, mm-hmm. I work with students all day, every day, which, some, which sometimes makes me not want to have children, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and other people's kids preach. sometimes make me not want to have kids. However, you know, I don't mind having kids that are already, and, and you know, I could always adopt, too. So there's all kinds of options to to get children in your life if you really want them, um, you know, in your life at some point. Um, so, yeah, so those are the kind of decisions I made in my head to come to terms with the fact that I don't have kids. Now, things that do bother me about that, I don't think anyone else in my family knows that I made a purposeful decision. And I don't know that I made a purposeful decision to not have kids. I think my purpose, my decision was made because I don't have a mate in mm. my head, mm-hmm. you know, to not, that I don't have anyone. And so because I don't have anyone in my head, I'm not having kids. Okay. And so the, the older I get, you know, that's going to stay true. The only regret I have in that, though, is that because I'm not married and my family hasn't had a chance to see me, you know, marry anybody and have a significant other, is that my parents, you know, don't have grandkids. Um, and so, hmm. and I know that that's a part of life, the circle of life to, you know, have kids, grandkids, and, you know, have your, your parents, you know, babysit and send your kids down south and all that like we used to do back in the day. <laughs> yes. But... That's not even a, to me, that's not even something that I'm, I'm going to get to do. And if and if I do get kids in my life, it's probably 90% chance going to be a blended family. Hmm. And it's going to be from whoever my mate ends up being, um, you know, his kids and family. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Wow. You were hopeful at different periods of your life, 20s and mm-hmm. 30s. And it was also connected to, I am open to having kids if I, from what I can gather, if I have a partner, if I get married. And so because mm-hmm. that didn't happen, the, the having children was then off the table. Is mm-hmm. that fair to say? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. But it seems like you're open to being a stepmommy. Oh, to, yeah. To no one under five. <laughs> and a grandma. And a grandma at this point, because like I said, a lot of guys have grandkids. So I'm like, um, I guess I'll be grandma. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So, yeah. A step grandma. <laughs> step grandma. We got to make up our own titles, right? And so mm-hmm. when you think about, you talked about your family a little bit and the, I guess the mourning of, because it sounds like there's this mourning and grief of not being able to bless your parents with grandchildren. Um, have mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your family. Has there been pressure at different points in your life to say like, have kids, have kids and have them now? Did you experience that? No. Okay. No, my actually it's not like that i know other people's families too mothers especially who are like that but i my parents have never said anything about it now my i think i put the pressure on myself 
because I don't know if they're thinking it, you know, in their heads. Like, you know, and I also see them with other relatives' kids. So they have like these surrogate grand, you know, grandkids, you know, who are kids of my cousins and things like that, or kids of my, you know, other relatives. Um, but they don't have any from me. And I think I put that pressure on myself, you know, but just by myself. But they've never, they've always been of the traditional, you know, get married, then you have kids and all that. I think they're okay. Because they also had me late in life, too. Mm -hmm. I think they're okay with where I'm at right now. I think they just want me to be happy. Mm -hmm. And if I find a mate, I hope I find a mate before they leave this earth. Um, so that they can at least see that. And they, they, they probably don't get no grandkids, but at least <laughs> let them get a son-in-law. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking for right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. There's still time for that, too. There's still time for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, what are your overall thoughts about child-free African-American women and how they're portrayed in society or media? Mm-hmm. Well, I think in media, I watch a lot of TV um, and a lot of, I pay attention to a lot of commercials. And a lot of commercials, um, they're all over the place. But a lot of the kids, if they show kids, um, a lot of times they're with white white households, a mother and a father, and they're doing something crazy, and they're, like, spilling something, and the parents are like, oh, Jimmy, like, really? Like, because that wouldn't have happened in, in my household. They would cut the camera off and be like, but, Time to go to a commercial. Single, because they'll show a single in a group of a group 
So it'll be like white couples and then like the one lone black girl or mm-hmm. the one lone black guy. And you're like, okay, who would he with? You know, like, mm-hmm. or right. who would she with in the, in the commercial? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, not that everyone has to be with someone that looks like them necessarily. However, it just creates this whole mystery of, okay, who is this person with and what kind of message are they trying to portray about the person? And then I think that then feeds into, and then we got to, I mean, you and I talk about online <laughs> dating and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That feeds into that whole, that whole thing too, that whole narrative of online dating. Like, is online dating, um, I, know, I know black people have been successful at online dating and have gotten married, you know, off of it. However, uh, I have tried it and have not been successful. Mm-hmm. And so I can only go on my experience uh, alone and just the stories that I hear from other people. And I'm just like, eHarmony, in my opinion, is not for me and it's not for people that look like me and not for people my age. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I know people that have been successful with it and other, you know, Match.com and stuff like that. But again, that whole dating thing, if you're looking for somebody to date, and to possibly have children with, I don't know if that if, if that's the, the route to go. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. I have um, a question that I've been thinking about a lot myself as I've gotten older. So there's often this talk of leaving a legacy, right? When you have children, right. you can pass on your last name. You can um, create future, future generations. Um, how do you think that works for women like us who are child-free? Yeah, I think at this point, um, I was just talking about this with someone the other day. I think at, at this point, and, and I know that you have, you know, a nephew, and at this point you have to start leaving stuff to your relatives, you know, to like the kids, the people that are younger than you that are like your nephews or your, you know, cousins. Like I have a younger cousin who now I put her name on stuff for like my paperwork, that, you know, my life insurance and stuff like that as mm-hmm. my secondary you know, because your parents are older than you, and heaven forbid that you die before them, you still want to put them down as something. But then you got to come up with somebody else to put on some paperwork because mm-hmm. a you don't have a significant other, but also you um, you know you want to keep it in the family, mm-hmm. and so you got to start having con- serious conversations about who to leave your stuff to, who to leave the five dollars you got in your bank account to. <laughs> you know, just all you, uh-huh. know, you get this split it up um, but just, you know your you know your stuff your belongings that you have where you live your car you know all this stuff um should, should something unfortunate you know happen to you and mm-hmm. so um you know and and i wish i had a, some some kids to leave it to i wish i had some um and the other thing is i'm an only child mm-hmm. so the legacy piece i'm it yeah like if my parents if something happens to my parents i'm it that's it i'm i'm the last one of their tribe mm-hmm. um you know so even with them getting older my parents are in their 80s and so with them getting older i'm it i'm the only child i'm the one to be taken care of i don't have a significant other to take in our parents you know if we if they get sick or something like take your mommy in take your daddy in you know stuff like that because you see that happen all the you know, time with couples all the time where they take you know they're taking care of their mom and dad and and as a family unit you're taking them in and the grandkids get to spend time with them and stuff like that but yeah, so I think about stuff like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This, yeah, the legacy piece. Um, do I wish I had kids to leave legacy? Yeah, I do. But it just didn't happen, so it's going to have to happen another way. Like if if it, and there's so many alternatives to leave a legacy nowadays. You know, there's people that leave legacies to 
to charities. There's people that leave their legacy to, you know, whether it's money or, or what have you, to all kinds of other things. And so um, you have to come up with alternative ways to, um, but, you know, not having kids. If you get sick or if I get sick, who the hell? I'm sorry <laughs> for cussing on your sick. Who <laughs> take care of me? Yeah. Because if I can end up in a nursing home after my parents are gone, like, who the heck? Like, my cousin, I'm going to have to have some serious conversations with my cousins. Like, listen. I'm going to need you to come uh, look after me if something happens. And so, that's scary. That's um, something that you and I have talked about. Yeah. It's scary to be older and when you don't yeah. have children who, you know, and not that you have children for them to take care of you when you get old. Right, but but, but yeah. we know that, um, especially in some traditional African-American families, you know, the, the kids are taking care of the the parents. So that makes sense. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. So I have and, one. And there's so many people now. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people now. I know people personally who, where I live, who are caregivers, who had to leave where they were from. They had to leave Atlanta, leave wherever they were living, New York or wherever, and become a caregiver for their parents. Mm -hmm. Like, they had to move back home. And so, I think about that type of stuff all the time, like living closer to my parents, living somewhere where I can hop on the road real quick if something happens. And so... If I'm by myself, I'm the only child, or and I'm not married, I don't have any, any kids, then that's it. I, it's just me, yeah. you know, and so that's a hard, you know, hard thing sometimes to have to think about, but you have to think about it. Yeah. So. And it seems like you've been doing a lot of thinking about it, and hopefully we'll have a plan yeah. if and when it comes to that. So, Kelly, yeah. my last question. So, 40-plus child-free, there's a lot of... um options for women in regards to adoption and, and, you know, doing fertility treatments. But then there's a whole untapped, um, I believe, population of women who their stories are not heard when they've either decided to not have children, be child-free and or they're child-free for other reasons. So what message would you give to a young girl, especially when we have all the messages of be a mother, be a mother, um, a young girl who is wanting to be child-free has made that choice but they're getting pressured from maybe a family partner and again, society. Yeah, I would say, especially in 2020, um, and I, you know, I'm a big advocate of family planning and there are women who can, and and I'm not, I'm not, not an advocate of women who have babies later. I just, it just scares me to death. Like what my body's going to do. I don't think I'm in enough shape to be doing all that. I also have seen too many horror stories of it. You know, when women are in labor and something crazy goes wrong. But I say family planning is very, very important. Really think about it. Think about the cost. Like, it's like $250,000 or something just to take care of a kid, food, shelter, clothing, the basics, let alone all the extra stuff that they have to do. And let and heaven forbid if that child gets sick or comes out with some sort of illness, you know, when they're born or after, you know, whatever, cancer, kids, all these kids with cancer and stuff like that. So as I, to the young people, I say there's no reason nowadays not to stop and think first before you have kids. If you want to have them, go ahead. If you don't want to have them or if you don't want to have them right now, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think society, and I think, I, I think it's on certain people, and I will say that, I think it's only certain people who have that um, mindset uh, that you must have kids. And I would say it's people more our age mm-hmm. who, who are, are old school like that. Because I would say the young people that I have, have worked with and, and you know, over the years in higher education especially, they seem to be 
be going in the direction of doing it the way we kind of wanted it to happen, whereas they're planning and they're getting married, they're traveling, they're doing so many more things that if you have kids, you can't do all that stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they seem to be living their best life up front in their 20s, just from what I can see on, you know, on the Facebook and the Instagram and all that stuff. Um, And then just the kids that I know that graduated college now, they seem to be starting businesses and doing all the stuff that in your single 20s, you should be doing. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. later, they seem to be having kids maybe in their late 20s or even early 30s now and, and practicing family planning and planning for life. And I think that's something that they inherited, you know, in terms of coming out of college and, and planning and, and doing things in groups and, you know, just figuring out, mm-hmm. you know, life. I, I wish our generation, Generation X, had had that because I think that was somewhat missing from ours because I think we still had the notion or the idea in our head of doing what our parents did and having this fantasy of, okay, you go to college, get married, you know, in that order. These kids today have so many different opportunities and options that I think we did not have. And so I commend them for some mm-hmm. of the ways that they're, they're doing things. So I wish I had had done some of what they're doing. Now. Yeah. I'm, I'm making up for it now in my 40s. I'm like <laughs> traveling you know, doing all that stuff now. Mm-hmm. But I probably should have did a lot of that when yeah. I was in my 20s. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, what yeah. this thats what this is all about, being able to um, highlight and celebrate women that look like you and I in regards to being 40 plus, um, not mm-hmm. having any children, um, not being partnered. We right. also know that there are a lot of women who are partnered and married who also have decided to be child-free. And so the, mm-hmm. the goal is to really um, kind of let people know that the stigma is not true and that we can still be fabulous 40 plus living our best life and more importantly living our best child free life so kelly as we wrap up i want people to know where they can find you what you're doing so anything that you would like to tell the audience in regards to um exciting things that are on the horizon for you and more importantly where they can find you if they want to reach out to you yeah if they want to um follow me on uh instagram it's at ivy rider i-v-y-w-r-i-t-e-r so that's Instagram. It's also Twitter at Ivy Writer. Um, and if they want to join the um, discussion on being 40 and over, which I actually have to do with my podcast tonight before I go to bed, um, for The Click, um, if, you, if they go to anchor.fm slash The Click, T-H-E-C-L-I-Q-U-E, and they can join the discussion group on Facebook as well, just facebook.com slash The Click. So those are the places that you, um, they can find me and, um, and hopefully we'll get some new members. To yeah. And I love having discussions about being in our 40s because it's just so, like I said, it's so much different than when our parents were in their 40s, but it's just so interesting to be aging in this decade and in this era, especially in the era of like technology and all Definitely. Because, um, back in the day we didn't have all this, all the stuff we have now and I always, I always that we did not have Facebook or mm. phones and all this <laughs> stuff back when I was in high school and college because yeah. It would be crazy. It would be, they, <laughs> they would be capturing be some crazy so, moments. And again, I, I want to make happy to have the memories. I don't need the video. The video. We don't memories. need that at all. At all. And again, <laughs> um, follow uh, Kellya. You can find the click on her. She does a podcast, which is awesome. So if you want to hear more about what 40 and up people are doing and talking about, join her podcast as well as her Facebook 
Facebook group and you can find more information in the my podcast description. Thank you very much, Miss Kellya Tibbs, for living your best child free life. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. You have been listening to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, a podcast dedicated to the stories of African-American women without children. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, keep living your best child-free life.